0: Welcome to the ABCs of Matrescence. We are two mamas, Emma and Mackenzie. We both have toddler aged boys and we are here to bring you all things real motherhood from A to Z and absolutely everything in between. Matrescence is the process of becoming a mother and that is what we chat here on our podcast. So thanks a lot for tuning in. Welcome.
1: Thanks guys. Good to, I started to say talk to you, but you know. I'm really just talking to you, Mackenzie. We're not actually talking to them. That's true. That's they feel true. Well, connected, right? They can, they
0: can chat back, but exactly. yeah, But, you not know, quite. I think
1: you'll look a little bit crazy talking to a podcast. But
0: hey, true. I yeah.
1: look crazy all day talking to a, you know, one and a half, almost one and a half year old. Oh, because we're not quite there. No, but, but can we're, you even
0: handle that? I mean, you're 16 no, it's months. weird. Like it's almost 18. You know? I know.
1: I know. It's well, so I just weird. realized
0: I, when I put up on my um, on the the stories yesterday about um, my appointment, or I should say, Emerson's appointment, I realized that I put a typo in there. I said his 18 month checkup, and it was I saw that, and I had to pause and be like, Wait, Wait did we? Huh? Well, and what? I didn't even realize I did it until later. I was showing my husband. I was like, look how cute. And he was like, 18 months? I was like, oh, dang it. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> I was like, maybe they combine them? I know. I, I need to get know. good at like the editing features where you can like post another one and be like, ha at 15. But anyways. Oh. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, well. The point more. is that
0: though, the fact that 18 months, I mean- That Mm -hmm. is going to be around the corner for both of us. That's wild.
1: It's really weird. Yeah, I can't believe how big they are and how fast they're growing. And today, Owen was just so cute. He's, like, repeating all the words now. Like, he is just, like, something has clicked in his brain this week. And it's, like, everything I say, he is repeating, which, hmm be warned that can go a couple different
0: directions
1: so <laughs> um but oh yeah it's really gosh. it's just really really fun i love the like,
0: room that was room and, and oh, it was yes. it was like compl- like they say like, i was reading um, a, st- a study a little earlier today that only about 25 to 30 percent of words are able to be understood from like somebody outside of the family if you will but i'm like oh no that room was perfectly pronounced that yeah vroom would totally be clear yeah to anybody
1: Yeah, and sometimes he says stuff I'm like, "What? Yeah, that's not that's not words." I know you're trying to repeat what I'm saying, but that doesn't come across. But it's also interesting for me just to see, like, today I said something like, "Go get a paper towel," which I can't think of when I've ever directed or even used the word paper towel around him, and he immediately knew what I was talking about and ran over to the roll of paper towels to clean up, and so stuff like that that I just like, I didn't realize he was picking up on and it's just mm. suddenly exploded and he's understands things that I'd, I never thought he would and so anyway it's really it's really really fun it's
0: that's it's a awesome. neat time he's getting so big I'm looking forward to that as as um as you and I've chatted a little bit about it's pretty crazy how Emerson is not saying anything yet and apparently that's really normal because he has the French and English but I'm I'm looking forward to like wh- what is it really going to look like right when he actually starts starts speaking so yeah it's going to be And then we're going to have a point where we're going to
1: be like, oh, my God, these kids never shut up. So (laughs) (laughs) pros and cons. It is funny because now he's like, I put him in bed and he heard me moving around outside the door and he's sitting there going, Mama, Mama. I was like, oh,
0: boy, it's just just a different world. But it's really fun. So, yeah, it's fun. It's busy. But yeah, so this episode's going to be a lot of fun. We enjoyed episode 14, where I had the privilege of interviewing Clementine Sarlat, and that was a lot of fun, chatting with her all about matrescence, or as they say in French, la matrescence. Definitely a wonderful opportunity there. But we are excited here this episode just to do some fun question and answers that we've gotten from all of you. So we look forward Marita. to diving in.
1: Yeah, totally. It's just a little, we, we've we made it to episode 15, which also feels really weird. Like, where's the time going? How are we at 15 episodes? So, this was felt like just a silly idea we had, and suddenly we're 15 episodes in. So, I it's know, our passion
0: project has, has, has gotten professional, man. It's legit. It's legit. We're,
1: <laughs> we're too, even if it's just like our mom's, I started to say our mom's listening, but. My mom doesn't listen to this, so I hope maybe your mom listens. So maybe we have an audience of one.
0: Okay, my mom (laughs) listens to everyone, and she comments about them. She has, like, opinions, and it's really adorable. I know. Hi, Mom. You're so cute. Thank you for, like, being seriously my greatest fan.
1: (laughs) I don't think my mom listens to podcasts at all. So thankfully, I guess thankfully, not that I'd mind. I don't think I'm saying anything too inappropriate or, you know, whatnot. But no,
0: she would love (laughs) it. Yep. Next so. time you see her, it might be fun to be like, "Hey, mom, check this out. Put it on, you know, in the house or something." She'd be like, "She wow. would be very
1: confused. <laughs> <"Hurry> <laughs> what, what's going on now? She's she's not like not tech savvy. She's she's a reader and a TV watcher. Mm-hmm. She's not much into the uh, audio way of life. So fair enough, I fair am enough. more of an audio listener. So hence why I wanted to get into podcasting."
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, you're very into it now, my friend. Here we are.
1: Anyway, it's enough <laughs> random ramblings. Anything new going on with you? We'll do a quick quick catch-up. I've already rambled about my child talking, so uh yeah, what's new with you?
0: Well, I would say the most exciting thing is that my sister is coming to visit us this upcoming weekend. So, this upcoming weekend will be Memorial Day, so for just a oh little bit. Oh my gosh, is enough. it Memorial Day? <laughs>
1: I don't know what's going on in the world. Help me.
0: I know, girl.
1: I know. It's wild. But yeah, I don't know why. I
0: thought it was later in the month. But sure. Actually, I I thought so too because – like I think last year it was more towards like the 30th or something and it's it falls earlier this year. But yeah, so basically my husband has to head out of town um, just to be with his family for some family stuff and I was looking at about five solo parenting days with a toddler and my husband and I chatted about it and we agreed it would make a lot of sense for my sister to fly out and just hang with me and, you know, also I'm just so excited to see her. So we're taking a lot of precautions. She actually just got the results back. She did a COVID test uh, out in Arizona and she'll be masked the whole flight out. We have a little protocol we'll be following as soon as she arrives at the house. Um, We just have a few things when she does arrive here. The current Rhode Island rule is about quarantining, although I'm not sure that could change potentially by the time she arrives. But as of now, anyone who comes into the state has to self-quarantine until they leave or for 14 days. So Obviously we're not going anywhere anyway, so we're gonna be upholding that rule and staying home and, and just being safe. But I'm really looking forward to her coming. So it was one of those like risk cost benefit awesome. things, you know? Yeah. So
1: Yeah, totally. I
0: think that's where everybody is right now. Mm-hmm.
1: It's just, you know, kind of weighing the pros and cons and trying to take the minimal risk with while still living their lives and seeing family now and expanding their their little bubble just a touch. So
0: Exactly. And, you know, for, for my parents, it's obviously still not time. Neither of them are comfortable and we're not comfortable with that quite yet either. And, um, you know, wanting to keep them safe. And obviously with my husband still interacting with, with, you know, COVID patients day in, day out, it's it's really important that we probably keep them, you know, a little bit further away. Same with my in-laws for now. I know you guys are, are facing a similar decision too.
1: Yeah, so. we haven't. We just... We are just staying put right now just out of, I don't know, maybe indecision and not really sure what we want to do. And so for the moment, um, we may we may change our mind. Uh, My husband's still at home right now. But if I had to guess, he'll be going back into the office in a couple of weeks. So Mm -hmm. there's a possibility we might try to see some family before he does re-enter the uh, the workforce but we're not there yet and honestly it hurts my brain to overthink everything at the moment so in some ways it's just easier to keep doing what we've been doing and
0: you know, i agree girl yeah. i agree yeah. yeah just uh just one thing at a time but yeah but that's what yeah. that's what's new for us and um yeah we're just uh Kind of like you said, taking it one day at a time. This is something we have to look forward to, but obviously, it's uh, definitely something that that has us on a little bit of like, okay, all right. We want to make sure we're checking all the the steps to make sure everyone's comfortable too. So she has strict instructions
1: not to <laughs> eat or drink
0: until she arrives. <laughs> you gave somebody strict instructions. I don't believe. No, that. I didn't. It was not me that said you will remove all your clothes in the garage and put them in a plastic bag and run <laughs> naked up to the shower. That was
1: not me. No, definitely not. I'm sure. I'm sure. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad she i'm sure she will do all the right things and y'all yeah, we'll will be just fun and have a lovely weekend together so yeah i got i got nothing other than my what i already babbled about so i won't go into anything else in my life i'm still half broke my hips messed up wine wine i can't do what i want to do that sucks um, but you're
0: but you're i feel like you're you know what you're you're doing some stuff and you're handling yeah, yeah, it yeah. you know well and you know
1: I still chase after a toddler all day. And as as you know, that's exhausting and I never sit down. So it is it is what it is. But my hip is actually feeling a little bit better and I have an appointment next week. So we'll Ooh, see how good it goes.
0: Good news. Good yeah. news. Good yeah. news. Yeah, yeah. So, Sometimes it's like a, a, it takes something unfortunate. Like I know for you, your hip and for me, the bout of mastitis I had a couple weeks ago to actually make you really truly really slow down and have a couple days of like basically no movement, no real activity to kind of realize actually, I mean, I love the movement. I appreciate it. But if I can't have it. You know we're still we're
1: still doing fine so yep absolutely so I found some other things to do with my time I've actually been reading which is like oh this is what this is like again hmm. yeah so, so using my brain so anyway but enough of our, our chit chat let's jump well we're still gonna chit chat we're, we're just we're just having <laughs> sure. it more organized we we're kidding? still just gonna ramble about ourselves for another 40 minutes so <laughs> sorry if that's not what you're into <laughs> probably the wrong podcast my bad <laughs> but, Don't giggle on the podcast. Oh my gosh, that was a good one. I mean, that was funny. It
0: was like, that was like actual natural laughter that was happening there.
1: Good, good. I'm glad. No fake laughing on our podcast. (laughs) No fake laughing, no. (laughs) I don't think I could if I tried, so. Oh my gosh. All right, let's get into some Q&A. So um, yeah, we're just going to jump into it. It's just a random mix of questions from some from you guys and a few we threw in that we just thought it would be fun to ask each other and hear each other's uh, responses, so Let's see. First up, so did you have any – you know, a lot of people talk about mother's intuition on whether they were having a boy or a girl. Did you have any intuition and were you surprised or disappointed, which is also, you know, kind of a thing?
0: Yeah, um, I had not too much intuition. I would say I thought – I guess I thought maybe I'd have a girl because I'm a girl, which sounds really silly, but in my mind that made a lot of sense. And – but I – it's interesting. I was thinking a boy would be very special because – You know, I thought for my husband, he would love to have a son, blah, blah, blah. And then also my husband being Vietnamese, it's very, very cultural that, you know, in in a family, oftentimes if the firstborn child is a boy, culturally, that is very important. And I'm certainly not sitting here like advocating for that cultural worldview. I I think it's a bit antiquated. And obviously, like, you know, I'm I'm a woman myself. I, I want, you know, women to have every single, I guess everything from rights to being appreciated as men. However, that is just a, a cultural, you know, truth. So that exists. So I think in my mind, I was thinking that would be really special for my husband in a very traditional way, I guess you could say. So when we found out at the 20-week ultrasound that I was having a boy, he was thrilled. Uh, my family was felt thrilled. My in-laws were thrilled. And yeah, and then I was neither... I guess neither shocked nor disappointed. As my husband says the best, he's like it's a fifty fifty chance, so you can't be that shocked.
1: <laughs> I, I always feel that way. Like I hate to say it that I feel like some people I don't know. I know the gender, this is probably going to hurt somebody's feelings or something. I know the huge gender reveals are like a big thing and whatever makes you happy. But there's like almost a surprise element that it's like, okay, well, it's only one or the other.
0: You know, like there's mm-hmm. only so many variables. Here, exactly. So. It's, it's not like it's like, like there's like 17 options, you know? Nope. And then, nope. Yeah. One or the other. Yeah. Yeah. So so that was my story. Yeah. I, I, I think that uh, I was almost like just, I mean, it sounds cliche, but my husband and I were both just... Really stoked to that I was pregnant and then healthy baby and you know that was kind of I I feel like the that was far more like paramount you could say yeah yeah I can see you guys (laughs) um yeah
1: I I. I don't know if I'd really call it mother's intuition, but I did kind of have this feeling that it was a boy. I would have been very shocked at the ultrasound if it was a girl.
0: Oh, I got you. I got you.
1: Like, I, I would have been t- like, wait, what? No, that's not right. And I think some of it is I'm a little scared to have a girl, if I'm going to be completely honest, which I don't know why that makes sense. But I almost am like, oh. A little mini-me. I was just going to say, you don't want to parent a small version of yourself? No, I don't. I don't, even though I see plenty of resemblance in my child now, despite gender. Um, But yeah, I just, I guess I've always had this feeling that I was just destined to be a boy mom. I don't know. My household is my husband and my two small dogs that are both boys. I spent a lot of time around boys growing up. So I just almost feel like I understand that world a little bit better. Mm. Um, So yeah, I, I was, yeah, it was a boy. And I was, yeah, I was happy. I didn't have any, as you said, especially like first baby, I did not have any care one way or the other. If it had been a girl, I would have been really surprised, but I would have been elated. Like seeing my husband with a little girl would also be the most Mm -hmm. adorable thing ever. So true. So true. And, and he didn't really care one way or the other. I actually think we're kind of the same. He was actually more scared to have a boy. I think we're both a little afraid of having our own little mini-me's and seeing that reflection in the mirror. So I think he was more nervous um, about having a boy. He was. A, I think the one thing he did say was he was afraid he would be harder on a boy for some reason. Hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know. But, yeah, he's not. He's such a softy and such a pushover and, yeah, adores Owen to the moon. So it's pretty cute. So, yeah, that was kind of our, our gender. Um, so next question. What do you wish you had done more of before having a baby? Anything you kind of wish you had
0: enjoyed? I wish that I would have done more of just in general appreciating, I guess, the stillness and the quietness and the free time more And not having filled so many days with worry of when would I get pregnant, when would I have a baby? And I know that that's so easy to say in hindsight, if someone's walking the path of infertility or secondary infertility or struggling to conceive, or even just simply going through a standard fertility journey and having a two-week wait, maybe several months in a row until they get pregnant. I mean, how can you think of anything else, right? It's so all-consuming. But when I look back, I wish that I would have given myself a little bit more permission to... I guess, set those worries and concerns aside and just really lived in the moment. And I know, again, I'm full of cliches tonight, but I remember my husband and I went, this was the month before I got pregnant and we had had, you know, such a long struggle. I'd gotten my period back by that point, but we were, you know, it had been a very long time and I still wasn't pregnant. And I remember we said, you know, we're just going to go to Ireland. And this is back when they had those quick flights that just flew directly from Providence into Dublin. And I think since then that airline is bankrupt. And if it wasn't, it's certainly bankrupt now, but we, you know, went there, we had six days in Dublin or er, an island and it was just so fun and we connected and had just this fabulous time. It was not talking about babies. It was not talking about pregnancy or getting pregnant. It was just simply we are enjoying this new city exploring together and I wish that I would have been able to do that because we did other trips before, but not with that much like lightheartedness, if that makes sense. So yeah, totally. yeah that, that'd be mine. What about you? Yeah. I would say i wish we had traveled
1: more um we kind of just kept saying one day one day and we were both really spent several years from i guess really when we were engaged to when we got pregnant focused on work um my husband was in a big job transition. I had started my own business and we were really both working just a ton of hours. And we always just said, yeah, yeah, we'll go next year or we'll we'll go in the future. And we really haven't done much international travel, especially. Um, We both had it on our bucket list to go to Italy and a few things like that. And it's not to say we won't ever go, but it's going to be a while and it will Mm -hmm. probably look different than it would have, you know, before we had kids. Um, So I do kind of wish we had prioritized that a little bit more. But hey, you know, the way I feel about it is if it was that important, we would have done it. Mm, and I think, it, you know, especially with us, sometimes we actually enjoy the idea of travel more than we enjoy traveling. We're both a little bit of homebodies. And so, yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. But that True. would probably be my my one regret. So Yeah, it's a good question, though. Enjoy
0: the free yeah. time. Travel a little bit.
1: Totally. A little bit more of a laid back approach to life. But yeah, inner baby, maybe not so much right now yeah so what positive and negative traits do you hope your kiddo does or does not have oh gosh um
0: positive traits i would say i really really hope he's kind like i hope that he is the kid that would notice another kid sitting alone and go out of his way to say do you want to sit by me like i hope he's the kid that would notice that you know, someone was sad, or would notice that me, I was sad, or my husband was sad, or like, I, be in
1: tune. I love that. I totally agree know? with that one. Being yeah. kind has kind of always been top of my list. So
0: Yeah, that's what I would say. Like, that's, if I was just going to pick that one, that, that would absolutely be it. Kindness, and then maybe some empathy, too, like, you know, teaching him how to, you know, I guess, see the world, like, through a lens of, of compassion. And then a negative trait is, Um, it's so hard because I feel like what like middle schooler slash early teenager doesn't go through that, but just, it can be such an egocentric time. I mean, we talk so much about the word matrescence, like the process of becoming a mother. Well, adolescence is the process of becoming, you know, moving obviously from being a child to being an adult. And that can be such like an egocentric time because you're so focused on what's happening in your world, right? Motherhood can be that way. Sometimes you're so hyper-focused on what's happening within the four walls of your home. And so I would say that my hope- would be that when he goes through that time, which is crazy to think about that because that feels like ages away, but I know it'll be here sooner than we think. And I just hope that he can find in that time still the ability to look outside of himself and I guess not forget that the world is a lot bigger than him and his, you know, I guess emotional upheaval that one goes through while in middle school.
1: Well, if you raise a child like that, you you might be a first. (laughs) I think it's actually kind of like a, just like, Age appropriate, you know, thing that they do is they go through a time where they are pretty like egocentric and they can't see outside of themselves. So at least I know I certainly did as a teenager. And see, just that's from why my, I think
0: I'm pushing just my, myself. Like, yeah. I well, do. and
1: I think that's normal though of, like seeing some of your own habits and traits that you kind of don't want your kid to, you know, copycat. Yeah. um But I would that's say I, I studied true. a lot of human development. I mean, I'm a psychology major, is my college degree. And we definitely did a lot of human development. And that's just, that is completely That's normal. That's par for the course, girl. That's just par for the course. So, you know, but All hey. Right. So what you're good saying thing is we are parents and we are here to guide them out of that, you know, and, and make sure that is not the person that they become. It's just a, a stage that they have to go through on the way. So. so what you're
0: saying is when Emerson is 13, I can send him to... Emma and Robert summer camp. Oh no,
1: I didn't say that. Actually, my <laughs> husband, so he can't deal with the teenage years. We both always joke about like what age is going to drive us the most crazy. And he was like, "Teenagers, I'm out. I'm gone. I'll see y'all. I'll I'll come back when they're done, but <laughs> nope, I don't do teenagers. So I'm like, wait, wait, this isn't the deal. Granted, I told him I can't do toddler. And here I am. Yeah, still. doing so. it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so, I'm gonna steal like I hate to be a copycat, but I, kind was the one thing I was gonna say is like the positive trait that is just out of all the things I want him to be in the world. I want him to be kind. I want him to, you know, just be thoughtful and caring and, and sensitive, which I think is something mm-hmm. that like, mm-hmm. you don't, you wouldn't necessarily describe, I guess, a lot of parents are cliche of, you know, a boy being sensitive. But I, I do. I hope he is sensitive. I hope he's really thoughtful. I hope he, as you said, you know, is is aware of other people's feelings and mm-hmm. and just all those kind of things. I just really want him to be a good person, whatever he, he decides to do in the world. Um, and I probably said the negative trait is I don't want him to be a bully. That's one thing I oh. don't have any... Tolerance for I really dislike that that personality trait. Um, if anything, I hope he is the person that can jump up if he sees somebody else being bullied or somebody being made fun of or somebody being taken advantage of, and he's the person that does not let that stand that he doesn't follow the crowd. So uh, that those are a few things I really do hope he inherits or, or sees.
0: I like those. It makes me feel excited that. You know, in the next, I would say, couple years and obviously beyond that, we're going to have the opportunity, whether it's like real life examples or whether we're reading a book with them that has obviously a very strong moral or message in it that we can convey. I feel like I look forward to actually being able to teach some of these principles because obviously right now, like I, I repeat many times, you know, please and thank you. And of course, it feels like it's it's not even sinking in. It's like oil on water right now. But I feel like when we can actually have conversations with them and share these topics it's it's just going to be a lot of fun
1: yeah and it does start now even if they don't understand like owen's been in a little bit of a liking to hit or bite you know phase here and there and what i actually say is i'm like no we don't hit that hurts mommy in this house we're kind to each other that's mm-hmm. kind of my phrase is no we're, we're kind to each other and so that's something you know even from this age i want him to even if he doesn't understand i want him to hear so
0: mm-hmm.
1: i like that yeah, yeah. So, switching, switching. We did not organize these. We talked about organizing these in some sort of... We did talk about that. In some sort of method, but guess what? We did not. So, oops. Um, So, what would be the idea of your perfect date night? Oh, so good. Um, I would say... If you can remember what those were like.
0: Oh, gosh. I know, right? Oh, don't even remind me. Um, I would say there's a little like, local, like, state theater um, company just right up the street from where we live. And I would say it would be going to dinner at a fun little seafood restaurant that's in the neighboring town that we adore, going there for an early dinner, and then going to see a theater performance up at the theater that we both love, and then maybe coming back home and having, like, dessert or something like, I don't know, chocolate or just something, just having a little more time to just chill at home. Little nightcap my... action, yeah, nightcap action for sure. Yeah, with your one ounce
1: pour of wine, <laughs> girl. I think I had more than one ounce right now. I hope Maybe so. I have like three. Jeez, if you <laughs> sip on one ounce of wine for this long, then I'm going to be <laughs> concerned.
0: <laughs> so yeah, so, be my, that would be my date night.
1: Love it. Um, I would say Mom would probably involve us doing something physical, like going hiking or something first.
0: Oh, nice, nice. And
1: then I would love to go, yes, have the ability to shower off. So this is like a long date night, an afternoon date night, um, and then go rinse off and, you know a little, get a little dressed up, so a little casual, but I would love, like, I could just do a dinner over, like, a charcuterie board and drinks, mm-hmm. and then, uh, yeah, I love the idea of actually going home and doing dessert. I've always been a big fan of that. If we ever um, go to a restaurant, we actually tend to get dessert to go, and then take it home and share it at home, because there's nothing like dessert in your PJs after, just you know, gonna a Just going to say you meal. can get comfy, yeah. wash your
0: face, put your hair up.
1: Totally. A little sweet treat before bed. So, yeah, I'd like to do a little something physical, and then... Have a little charcuterie board, glass of wine, just some kind of ambiance, and then in the night at home in my PJs.
0: Yep. I like it, girl.
1: I dig it. Yep. So what is one annoying habit your hubby would say that you have? Just one. Just one. I mean, there might be multiple, but let's just no, stick with girl, one. No, girl, there
0: actually aren't any. Next question. You're right.
1: You're right. My bad.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I think it drives some nuts when I – So I'll feel like a lot of emotions at once. Like all of a sudden I just feel very overwhelmed, for example, or anxious. And I just want to tell him exactly why I'm feeling this way, what's happening. Like, and I just want to like, all of a sudden it kind of boils up and then there it is. And I think that, I I think that for him that's challenging because he would rather that I almost like, I don't know, that I can predict a little bit more that the volcano is starting to stir and that I could like give him a real smooth landing (laughs) into my emotional pile so I think that for him, it's like, whoa, she goes from zero to 60. Although in my mind, I'm like, no, I went from zero to one to two to three to four. I mean, I took my oh, time. Oh, yeah. that have been brewing and building for like a week or something, <laughs> or if not more. Yeah. Well, it's not so much that like I like harbor something, the frustration against him. It's more like, you know, I'm trying to do a million things in the house. I'm feeling like stressed and a little bit overwhelmed. And all of a sudden, it's like, I just need to tell him, look, I am I have a lot going on. This is what's like, this is what I'm feeling. Like This is what's happening. And also, I literally you know, like you're yeah. filling a pot and then just
1: you hit that point and it just all overflows like you totally. know you can't you can't help it it just kind of builds and builds and even if you're trying to ignore it or it's not a big thing but eventually you know
0: exactly so, so yeah you know. I think I think he would be really jazzed if I could kind of find a way to like put a little drain hole in that pot <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm here for that's when you message yeah. me with
1: rant so then at least by the time you get to him although I think I think lately it's been like oops I already had the meltdown My yeah now so. I'm telling you about it Oh well,
0: But for the record, my meltdown this morning while making carnitas, the carnitas was a bomb. So sometimes you need a meltdown to have a really good Crock-Pot dinner. Quote me. (laughs) Write that
1: one. Put that one in a t-shirt. Put that one. We're putting that one on the Instagram quote page. (laughs) That's funny. I would probably say, I don't know. I'm sure my husband has a million uh, examples of annoying habits that I have. I started to say... It used to be that it was very indecisive, like very. And I still can be about stupid stuff. Like he's like, what do you want to watch on TV? I don't know. You know, what do you want to go eat? I don't know. And then he'll list off three things. I'm like, I don't really want that. He's like, (laughs) great. That's not helpful. So I I would say that can definitely be a struggle, although I will say it has improved since having a kid because I feel like I just have to make decisions and I don't have time to. To sit there and fret over like, well, yeah, what I was gonna say dinner. Well, if... you can have this or you can have this or you get can... no. It's just like okay, great. This is what's for dinner tonight. No. Nope.
0: Well, if Sorry. you fret over what to watch on TV, before you know it, you've blown your one hour of TV time. So you exactly.
1: Just have to come so I've gotten better about that. My, my other annoying, just like small habit is uh, I tend to mumble. So I've I've had to work on it on the podcast. But a lot of times he'll ask me a question and I'll kind of mumble an answer and he'll be like. I can't hear you, and he'll ask me again, and I'm even quieter. So it's just one of those like annoying things I don't do on purpose. And I also leave <laughs> cabinets open, so I could give you like five annoying habits. I'm a pretty annoying person. So. <laughs> Why are you my You're not again? annoying? You're fabulous. Oh, I just have lots of little ticks that I'm sure, but everybody
0: does, right? We all do. Yep. All right, what's a favorite guilty pleasure TV show? Oh gosh, most recently I loved um, Little Fires Everywhere. So I would say something like that. Like, I love Little Fires Everywhere, Big Little Lies, Handmaid's Tale. Like, do those count? I, I guess I just don't. I'm like, I like them. So yeah, those are all. Um, billions, we're really into Billions right now. Season, I think it's season five already.
1: See, I think um, of something like The Real Housewives mm. or some of those shows oh, that are just oh. like legit terrible. And I don't watch any of those, like The Bachelor, any of that. I I can't stomach much of that. No. I mean, I guess if
0: anything, it would be like, we'll watch like a Friends rerun. Oh, oh, okay. Don't put Friends into that category. Okay, okay. Sex in the City, does that count? That's also classic. No, that's a good show, too. Okay, all right. Maybe I I second this question. It's okay. You have good taste
1: in TV. At least we have the same taste in TV, so I'm going to claim. that. So that must mean it's good. Duh, obviously. (laughs) I would say mine, I don't really watch any of those, like, reality TV shows. Um, I started to say Criminal Minds, but again, like, that's just, it's just a TV show. It's not really one way or the other. Um, I do, okay, this is kind of embarrassing. Is it the cheerleading
0: one? Because if you don't say it now, I'm
1: going to ouch you. Oh, I did watch the cheerleading. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did watch that. Okay, that's fair enough. That's a good one. That's better than what I was going to say. So why don't we just go with the cheerleading one?
0: No, but no. Wait, wait, wait. Now I want to know.
1: Oh, no. I'm, like, watching an old, like... On MTV no one tree hill is what i'm watching right now which is like a show i watched in high school so
0: yeah well that's just like some i just like flipped it back
1: on it's background music i tend to do work like some graphic design work while it's on in the background and it's just but i mean it's stupid high school drama i don't even know why i watch it because i don't pay that much attention to it but yeah that kind of stuff is i'll throw it back on so Yeah. yeah
0: well there you go
1: All right, let's get controversial. Do you allow screen time? Controversial. Not scandalous. Jeez, that was a big reaction. Scandalous. Okay, do you allow screen time for Emerson?
0: Do I allow screen time for Emerson? And your
1: husband? Is he allowed screen time?
0: (laughs) He is allowed screen time at certain times of the day. Yeah, so... I would say with that question, with screen time in general, the first thing I'll preface it by saying is that we absolutely allow FaceTime like anytime it happens. So we're really into FaceTime and, you know, especially communicating with family, et cetera. And I also will let Emerson watch little videos of himself on my phone. He absolutely loves to see himself and he thinks that is he is hilarious and adorable and he gets so excited. So We do basically kind of any time that happens. Now, I don't mean to paint a picture that he's on FaceTime hours every day. Like maybe it's 10 minutes every other day, you know, but that's for us very acceptable. And in addition to all of that, I would say starting when quarantine started, so he was 13 months old, I will put on for him anywhere between 5 to 15 minutes, probably approximately Maybe one to three times a week. That's me taking an estimate. But it's definitely not a daily thing. But it occurs occasionally. I'll put on for him. It's a French um, TV show called Monde de Titouni. And it's like little, like kind of like French cartoons. And they sing very like French um, nursery rhymes. And he knows them all. Because I've been singing them to him and reading them to him since he was born. So he has books, music books. I sing them to him. And this like particular little show always has a, a, a the cartoons and a live human who's actually doing all the gestures to the song so he's learning the gestures and i'm teaching them this being said i'm doing this completely why because i need uh, 10 minutes to like clean up the kitchen and he's kind of having a meltdown and i'm solo in the house so it's kind of like my babysitter i guess and the max per week let's say like i said would be maybe i don't know 30 minutes would be the max he would be exposed to that per week so Definitely debated it. Definitely talked with my husband extensively about it, and you know, this is just something that is really helpful for me, and it just kind of works, and it's really brief, and so that. I like that's that it. you
1: sound apologetic. Plenty of people let their kids watch like so much more TV than that at his age, so I don't think you need to feel at all. I know, all, like, but I think there's just I think for that, but
0: I think there's that sense of like even just taking him to the pediatrician, they give you that paper handout, and they're like, just a reminder that the American Association of Pediatrics does not allow screen time before two. Or yeah. does not recommend. And it's like, I'm well aware that he's getting nothing educational from this. I mean, that, that goes without saying. They say actually up until three, until your child can narrate what they saw, they're actually having no tangible benefits. So I comprehend that. But yeah, I mean, for me and for us, it's it's really brief. I mean, of course, like if we, on Easter, for example, we had our church service that was like, you know, going through the house and he sat on the couch, but Thing is he's a toddler. He doesn't even pay attention to this. Like half the time with the cartoon he's like running around playing in something else. So. Yeah. Yep. Totally. That's our that's our deal, but we're nice. very limited never at the dinner table, never around food. Um yeah, no, that definitely does not happen. So, yep. Yep. We don't.
1: First? No. He's never, I mean, yes, we do like FaceTime and that kind of stuff, but even that he doesn't pay any attention to. Like he just wants to grab my computer and drive me bonkers. You know, we try to do it with our in-laws and, um, you know, my mom, whatever, but he doesn't have any interest in that. And no, he has actually never watched any TV, so we don't even have a TV on our main level. And I say this sounding like we're like super anti-TV We used to be total TV addicts. It's just kind of the way our house was set up. And we did do it somewhat purposely in the fact that we felt like we were wasting a lot of time years ago, pre-kid, you know, spending half a Saturday sitting on the sofa watching TV. So we actually did kind of purposely make it a little more difficult or just that we had to mindfully go upstairs to watch TV as opposed to just like kind of falling into it. But um, my husband was very adamant about the two-year rule that, you know, was recommended of no screen time. And really, it's just it's just not even something we think about because I said we don't have a TV downstairs. Owen doesn't come upstairs. We have kind of like a weird attic mm-hmm. space mm-hmm. upstairs. So it's just not really even an option at the moment, I guess. And so, yeah, I, I have zero judgment on whatever other parents do. So please don't think just because, you know, we don't do screen time that I I think it's, you know, some awful thing. It just works for us. It's not a big deal. We don't watch TV during the day when he's awake anyway we didn't do it before we had him so it's just kind of like yeah just fits with our lifestyle so
0: yeah yeah i think that i think it's like every family has like i mean for some families i think enjoying tv shows or enjoying that kind of time together like you know, I don't know, like immediately after dinner, or maybe like in the afternoon, that can be like part of a fun family ritual. And so yeah, like I, I we do look, look forward, forward to the day when, yeah. when he watches TV. And you know, we can, like my husband
1: mentioned the other day, he was like, "Oh, I can't wait till it's Saturday morning, and I can take him upstairs and watch cartoons. And I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> you know. But <laughs> trust me. And and guess what, when I have an, another kid, if we have another kid, you know, number two, probably will watch TV sooner, just because that's just the way things will work. So anyway, just true, to say true. everybody's gotta do what they gotta do. Doesn't doesn't matter to me. This is a judgment free zone. So um all right, the next one. Now we're getting a little more scandalous. Wow, bounce! Wow, wow, wow. wow, wow, she can wow wow. Yeah, you're yeah. welcome there, guys guess. <laughs> uh, so how do you prioritize intimacy with your husband? It says husbands, and I was like, how many husbands does she have?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think they were asking both of us thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, that's a good one. So basically, the answer is really straightforward. We chat about it. I mean, we, you communication know, communication in a marriage. We, what? It's, it's weird. weird. It's weird. weird. I know we're anomalies. But yeah, no, it's just, uh, it's a conversation. It's like, like, you know, sometimes kind of like teasing or joking, like, hey, what are you up to? And like, you know, but it's uh, it's definitely talked about almost – not every single time, like in advance, but I would say a good half the time is like in advance we've discussed it, and then the other half of the time is just more spontaneous. But I think that, you know, it's just the challenge between the overall just like constant state of exhaustion, if you will, right? Even when we have a good night's sleep, we're still like running the sleep deficit, and then just my husband's schedule. So his work schedule is changes every single week, and it's just kind of all over the place, and so – we just have to be a little bit mindful of that. So yeah, I would say that it's something we we really have to be very intentional about. And we talk about it too. Like I remember, gosh, I remember being six weeks postpartum, getting cleared from my appointment and coming home and basically saying to him like, I'm cleared, but like, I just want you to know, like, I really just don't feel like that at all. I'm not sleeping at all. Like I just, I, I, I just don't feel that way. And he's like, okay, great. No problem. Like that's nope. Okay. Like it was like not even a thing, you know? And I think that, um, that's been, that's been really, really appreciated. I think sex drive is another thing. I mean, we've talked about that a little bit with breastfeeding. I, it's tough. You know, it suppresses your estrogen in general. You know, you do still have like that kind of touched out feeling because, you know, you have a toddler nursing on you multiple times a day and there's still that. So sometimes it's kind of hard to kind of like get myself, I guess, in that like being sexy and feeling sexy mindset. But whenever I do. I'm always glad I did. And in fact, I think my OB said it best. She's like, it's kind of like going to the gym. When you think about it, sometimes you're like, "Mm, I don't really know if I feel like going. But then you go and you feel great and you're really glad you went. She's like, sex is kind of like that. That is the best (laughs) analogy ever. I love it. Yep. So I was like, that's actually very true. Sometimes you're kind of like, but then it gets going. You're enjoying yourself. And it's actually one of the best ways to be in the moment, believe it or not. Love it.
1: Yeah. yeah uh we are the opposite. We don't communicate about it very well um yeah no, we really don't uh it's probably kind of terrible, but i mean we we do prioritize it. we definitely set aside time. we make sure that um you know we don't we don't go too too far in between um and I mean, we will bring it up if it's if it's an issue, but no, I'd say we're not super verbal about it. But there's times, you know, like we make sure on the weekends we wake up and stay in bed together, that we we go to bed at the same time at night. That's something we've always prioritized doing is that we go to sleep at the same time. And usually during the weekdays, I get up and go work out before he gets up. And so, you know, we don't do that. But on the weekends is our time to have a little bit more time in the bedroom. And so there are those opportunities. And I, I would say, like you with the sex drive thing, I think it may still be just nursing that It's been lower, but I will say in recent times it has gone up. And I've had to work at also being okay initiating it. And Mm. I can be a little lazy sometimes and just be like, eh, because it has been. It hasn't been, at least the past year or so, as big of a priority to me. Mm -hmm, But, mm -hmm. you know, I do know that it does still matter to him. And it also just matters for our marriage. And it's kind of just like you said, I may not be necessarily, quote unquote, in the mood to start, but it always ends well. And it's never like, oh, this was awful. What did we do? You know, like that's oh, no, never the always, situation. Yeah. So once we get going, it is, it's all good. So, yeah. 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 It's a good question yeah. though. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, what are the top two things you would do differently if you had a second baby?
0: Oh, gosh. Um, these are pretty straightforward. I would, yeah, I would truly honor the fourth trimester, like mm-hmm. legit honor the fourth trimester. And I would, yeah, that would be definitely it. Like, by being very okay with you know, a little bit more delegating, a lot more resting, a, a lot more being clear about what I needed and not just so quick to accommodate everybody else as I was like completely drowning, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: th- that sounds so negative, right? I mean, we had um, loving family that came in, we had a lot of support, but I also didn't really feel like I knew how to ask for it well enough. So I think that I would be just a lot more clear. Like, my husband went back to work after six days. Like, I told him already, you know, if we have another child and it happens to be during your residency, that's fine if you finish residency a month late. Like, you're – I need you here with me for a month. Yeah, like, yeah. Just those kinds of things. I, I think that's for well, sure. Well, you'll
1: know better yeah. what you need because you have better, you know, better understanding. So
0: Totally. So I think that yeah. would be something I would do differently. And the other thing I think that I would do a little bit differently is – um is I would just Google stuff less like I like I was feel just like, about
1: to say honestly my only answer was Google less like get off yeah, of it it just like, never really helped
0: like I remember you and I when we first started chatting and we were talking about sleep and we were tossing around a million ideas about sleep and this and, that, and it's like Now, I feel like both of us, the boys don't sleep well, you and I are like, I'm like, might be the shots, you're like, might be the molars, and we're like, I don't know, baby sleep. And like, we just kind of move on. It still sucks. We might be exhausted. They might have been crying for an hour. It might have been a really rough night, but like, we just kind of move on. We're not Googling anything. And I feel like that's what I would want to do a little bit more of
1: yeah my mom would be both get off google and get off amazon because i spent way too much time mm. googling how to fix you know especially sleep was just an obsession and you know the second time around i've learned the basics of like stuff you can do but you also can't force a baby to sleep so and i would every just kid stress so less different. exactly and just knowing that they go through phases like you know i guess mm-hmm. i'm going to stress about the fact that he's not napping this week and the next week he'll nap again and it's just it just is what it is and yeah i need to uh buy less crap on amazon because i don't know how many different like swaddles and magic things i tried to buy to you know improve baby sleep or just junk i ended up with because i read on some blog or you know whatever so Mm -hmm, just a little bit less online consumption and you know just trusting myself a little bit so all right we're gonna try to uh, speed it up and get through some of these next ones um
0: do you ever miss life pre-baby every day yeah yeah i i do yeah I absolutely do. I miss the I miss the freedom. I miss the constant intellectual stimulation. I miss being able to put, I guess, not only a lot more into myself, but into others. You know, I feel like right mm-hmm. now I pour, gosh, 80% of myself into Emerson. And I think that's motherhood, but I think it's tough. So yeah, I do miss it. I miss yep. it a lot. But I don't, yep. it's funny. I feel like I can say this by saying I miss it a lot and I love being a mom. Like, I don't think there's a but. I think it's just, I miss it, and this is my life now, and I love my life now. Like, so, yeah, yeah, that's how I would answer it.
1: Yeah. Uh, And, I I mean, I definitely, I think anybody is, I mean, truthfully, I think you're lying if you say you don't miss moments of your pre-baby life. um, And for me, it's, like, little stuff. I can't say that I... I don't sit around and reminisce about what life was like because I do feel like it's much fuller for me now. And I don't have as much that I I miss that I thought I would. But there are seriously just like little things like a Saturday morning and it's raining. And, you know, I just want to lay on the sofa and watch TV all day. Or, you know, like you're not feeling good and you just don't want to be responsible for somebody else. And so, yeah, there's like little moments like that that I'm just kind of like, this would be nice just to turn off mom for a little while. But Absolutely. Hey, you're, you're like,
0: like you're in the middle of doing something and you realize like, yeah. oh, the, the nap's about to end or the nap should ha- not have ended, but it ended because the baby's Yeah, or,
1: or every once in like, a while, like, we get invited to something that, well, you mm-hmm. know, back when we left the house, you know, that I really genuinely would want to go to, but we can't get a sitter or the timing doesn't work out. Or, like, we go and he has a meltdown and it's just like, ugh, you know, stuff like that for sure. But, you know, I wouldn't – I would not trade it. So, And I, I'm not one to really – look back too much because it doesn't just doesn't really get you anywhere so.
0: well well even now actually this is a slight digression but I'm wondering if you feel this way a little a little apprehension too I feel this apprehension I've never felt before about going on a date night once we feel comfortable doing so and once we feel comfortable and our our nanny feels comfortable coming back too I feel this like sense of I mean I have been the one putting Emerson to sleep every single night you know without fail for months now and so I feel this sense of like oh my gosh how How is he going to handle it? How am I going to handle it? You know, I already told my husband, our first dates are going to be day dates. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: You know I always struggled with some anxiety leaving, Owen. I've actually, something that's always been a challenge for me, even when we had a reliable nanny, I still struggled with it. And they were still a lot of meltdowns when I left. So, yeah, I just can't even let my brain go there yet because it's going to be hard for mama and hard for baby boy. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. But, okay, did you have any expectations for your sons? And Or this was the question. Do you have any specific expectations for your sons in terms of meeting milestones, learning new skills,
0: etc.? Hmm, very good question. Um, gosh, expectations is kind of an intense word. Uh, can I say aspirations instead? Sure. Like I, it's your podcast. You can say whatever you want. That's true. That's true. I can. <laughs> um, so I would say I certainly aspire um, to provide Emerson with the opportunity to learn French. So that's, that's just a big goal. Obviously, I'm speaking to him entirely in French. And then our goal is to put him in a French immersion preschool program, um, from basically preschool, probably through kindergarten, and then depending on the the curriculum and the content, if we deem it to be, you know, still like academically, I would say, solid enough, he could continue through perhaps maybe fifth grade ish. But if that wasn't the case, as as can often be the case with with immersion schools, I would definitely consider, um, you know, other ways of. of presenting French to his life, whether we're able to spend, you know, a couple of weeks or months in France during the summer where he's in an immersion program over there, et cetera, or in Canada. I I just uh, – that uh that's a really big priority is just giving him the gift of being bilingual. So that would be a really big one. As far as like learning new skills, I mean, to be really honest, I just follow what Emma and Owen do. <laughs> <laughs> so like when you show me like, oh, like this is working really well, for example, with feeding Owen, like this is the fork and spoon we're using now – I'm stoked because I'm like, awesome. And so now Emerson loves the same fork and spoon that, um, that Owen's using. So I find that really helpful. Or you'll, you'll share something that you guys are doing or like a task he's helping you with or something. And so I guess obviously you're my immediate example, but I would say for like other moms, it would be kind of, you know, watching what other kiddos and other moms are doing. It kind of not so you can compare in a negative way, but so you can actually see what your child might be capable of. So in a yeah. positive way. Yeah.
1: Is it weird that my answer is like no? I really didn't have any expectations or or whatnot. I don't know. I didn't. That's good. Maybe because I good. never spent a lot of time around little kids, I almost felt like I didn't really know what timeline or when milestones happen, or you know, and in on a bigger picture kind of what you were talking about, aspirational wise. Um, I don't know. I just, it's weird that I've tried really hard not to. Have these expectations for who he's going to be or the skills he's going to have or what he's going to want to do because I don't know. I don't feel like that's my job. Like I feel like my job is to be here to support the person he becomes as opposed to put my own aspirations or or goals for that on him. Um, As I said, I kind of hope that he's just like a kind, good human being. And past that, I, I try not to
0: overly envision anything
1: specific for him. So, yeah. That's true. You know, it's, it
0: actually reminds me of, it's kind of back to the gender question, but I remember when I found out Emerson was a boy, I remember I was talking, I think it was on like a family, um, uh, like family phone call, you know, we were chatting about it. And my sister was there too with my parents. And I remember saying, oh, but I'm just so sad. It's a boy. I'll never be able to go prom dress shopping with him. And my sister was like, well, actually, I mean, you never know. He might want to wear a dress. And she said, it so matter of factly, she, she, come. this is just, this is just her. She just said it. And and it, it of course she was she was I I mean well actually maybe she wasn't trying to be funny it kind of made me giggle a little bit because I was imagining oh like my son wants to wear a dress to prom and then I actually paused a second and I was like wait a second like she's actually right like I I don't get to choose these kinds of things for him like so yeah, it, it was yeah. just kind of like it was a it was just a little bit of a reminder to me that like here I am lamenting this prom eighteen years away and yet at the same time like he might be that kiddo that's like. I actually don't want to go to prom, or I'm going to go to prom and I'm going to wear a swimsuit, or like, I mean, I'm just being silly, but like, yeah, it just kind of was a reminder to me that, like, why am I fantasizing about prom dress shopping? Or uh, imagine if I have another child and it is a girl and she's like, actually, I'm not really into the whole prom thing or dress thing. Okay, like, life moves on, you know? So, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I think I've just tried to keep my head in the now
1: as opposed to, I guess, envisioning all the details of his life before we're there. So, but that, yeah. that's just the way my brain works. So it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. Yep. Keep my expectations in check. So, um, was it difficult for you to find your groove with your in-laws post baby?
0: Oh, good question. Um, you know, I think in general, the thing with in-laws, at least for me has been like, we know our own nuclear family so intimately. So like my relationship with my parents is something that I know. So having a child, I feel like was, you know, like, okay, I already know my parents very well. So then having a child, it's like, oh, well, I have a child now and I still know my parents well. So it wasn't, I guess it it was pretty easy to find, I guess, our groove in that sense. So with my in-laws, it's like, well, these are people that I'm still getting to know. I mean, my husband and I were engaged and married and obviously dating prior and all of that, but I didn't have as many of these opportunities to get to know them clearly as I did with my own parents. So more than anything, I think it's just open communication and back to that word communication. And I'm just, I think, showing grace and showing, you know, kindness towards people that might have like, for example, different different approaches, you know, like if my mother-in-law shares something and it's not the way we're doing things, for example, like I really take the time to explain to her, Well, this is what I've the reading I've done, this is what the pediatrician suggested, this is what Tree and I've talked about, my husband and I have talked about, and this is this is what we're doing about it. And so I find that, you know, it might take a little bit longer, right? It might take that extra step to kind of fully explain a choice I'm making, but I find that it's really rewarding because then my mother in law is like, oh, that's interesting, or I didn't know that, or she wants to learn more, or she wants to hear more, and it's it's just very affirming. So I find that the more that I just stand by what we're doing and how we're feeling about things, but being very accepting of somebody else having a different perspective and always hearing her perspective, even if ultimately I still want my choice to be upheld, I find that that has been really instrumental in helping us to create such a strong relationship, and we truly have a strong relationship. So, yeah,
1: yeah. that's awesome. I uh, love that. Um, I, honestly, I, I can't say it was super hard to to find a group my in-laws are just wonderful they're very they
0: seem so great
1: yeah i mean they're very laid back they i don't know they're just very respectful of that we're fairly independent people and that they're just kind of like yeah we know y'all are gonna do your own thing and we really just want to be a, a part of it and you know they've never given us any kickback or any you know there's just never really been any issue on that. Now, don't get me wrong. I could see in the future, there's going to be some differences. And, you know, as Owen's a little bit more older and aware of, we do some things differently and there will be, I'm sure some conflict, but in a respectful way. But um, yeah, yeah, we fell into a good groove and we want them to be involved in Owen's life and, you know, they've treated me nothing but like a daughter. And so I'm really grateful just to have that good relationship. So
0: That's awesome. That's so cool.
1: Yeah. So, um, all right. Last couple questions. Do you miss working full time?
0: I do. Yes. I think this is a little bit back to the old life question. So, um, always teaching French, uh, obviously teaching French at the university level, at the high school level and really love it. I mean, I love the French language. I love teaching the language. I love interacting with students, exposing them to, to an entirely different culture. And the French culture is obviously not just France culture, right? It's, it's the, the Francophone culture exists worldwide. And so I, I found that just very invigorating. And I really feel like I was often the most myself when I was teaching French. So I do miss that. I miss it very much. But I'm also, you know, realizing that right now at this current season in life, do I want to be back to teaching and working anywhere between 30 to 45 hours a week and not have that time with Emerson? The answer is no. So even if I miss it, I'm also not willing to give up my time with him. So even yeah. if I feel a little sad and... It's just something that I have to feel sad and say I feel sad, but then just kind of move right along. I'm, I'm doing a little bit of uh, tutoring now. I have two different families that I do some some tutoring through through Zoom, and I enjoy that. It's once a week and a couple different families, so I get that that interaction. And yeah, who knows for the future? So that's awesome. Love that. Um, and I love these because I like that we don't
1: really have the same answer on so many things. Because when I mean, we do have a lot of things that we are very in line with, actually don't necessarily miss working full-time. And it's weird for me to say, but I guess by the time we had Owen, I was feeling a little burnt out. Um, I had just been working really long hours for a long time. And I I do love what I do, but I actually like it part-time. I actually like I'm doing some different online work and collaborating with a few people online. And I'm, you know, well, was still doing some in-person and we'll get back to that at some point. I'm training some clients on Zoom. So, I think it's been really good for me to slow down a little bit. Um, I don't know. I think it's just been good for me mentally. It's good for me physically to not be in the gym doing, you know, 10 clients a day, six days a week kind of deal. And I actually don't miss that grind. Um, so but I, I I do still love my job. I've always loved what I do. It's really fulfilling to me. But doing it more on a part time basis and being available to spend more time with Owen is is feels like the right fit for right now and and i hope for a little while longer so yeah that's awesome girl that's cool um how do you make time for things like reading and tv shows
0: i would say poorly (laughs) i'm not i was like i don't (laughs) yeah i I think i think back to uh, you you threw it on stories this morning on instagram and i loved it you know you took a little bit of time during you know nap time just to just to sit there with your coffee and your book and I think part of it is just that I have to really make the effort. So if I wake up early and Emerson is still sleeping, I have to like almost like say to myself, okay, Mackenzie, you're not going to get started on like prepping breakfast. You're not going to, you know, do this or that. You're going to sit down with the book and put the phone away or put the whatever away and just just do it. So I think that that's, that's kind of the way I make time for it. And also when my husband's home in the evening, so that's kind of a grab bag, right? Depends on the week. But if he happens to be home, I do try – let say he's home for like three days in a row, I try for at least two of those days where I'm just like engaged with him. So maybe that's, we're sitting on the couch watching a TV show or we're both sitting up in the bed reading books, even if they're obviously separate and we're just sitting by each other. So those kinds of things help me to slow down. And lately I've been trying in earnest to once Emerson goes to bed and it's kind of like, you know, okay, he's in bed now, give myself a few minutes and then I try to just tuck my phone away for the night. And I'm not yeah. great at it, but I'm working on it. So. Hey, even if it's a few nights a week, that's that's still good. You know, it doesn't have to be every night. So I think those
1: are still wins. Um, yeah, I mean, similar to you, I, I, I can't say I make a huge amount of time to prior or make a huge amount of effort to prioritize. TV and especially TV shows but also reading. I am trying more because I think especially with reading I just need some quiet time. Mm-hmm. I do tend to listen to podcasts or um, you know have music playing or I'm running around talking to Owen you know the majority of the time and my husband and so actually just having some peace and quiet when I read is kind of really good for me. I need to be a little less stimulated and mm-hmm. so I, I'm definitely doing that. So today for example the way I did it was you know it was nap time and my inclination was to go ahead and open my computer and knock out a couple of projects and I said no because once i start doing that i won't stop Mm -hmm. um and so instead i closed that and i started with reading for you know just said let me just read a chapter or two and i did and then i moved on and so it was just it's little things like that um yeah as you said we we get into bed and we read at night and that's kind of that that quiet time to wind down before bed and tv me and my husband just watch an hour at night um before we go to bed so that's kind of just part of our routine
0: Yeah. I like that. It's nice. It's nice to have a routine too, to kind of have your time to wind down or whatever. So, yeah. So, well, thanks guys. We appreciate
1: the questions that you sent us and we'll do it again at some point. So hopefully this was slightly entertaining for you and also just, you know, let you get to know us a little bit better as we continue on in our podcast.
0: Absolutely. And always do feel free to share with us stuff that's going on with you guys as well we shared a lot of different topics here and actually some of these topics we'll be diving into a little bit more in upcoming episodes certainly for example career we're going to go a little bit deeper into intimacy and marriage sleep. and we still have to talk baby sleep that's been uh, such a big thing so yeah that's just sleep. such a big thing yeah yeah, all that good stuff. So, if ever you have any feedback, comments, opinions, etc., we love that. We appreciate that, and that's definitely really important to us because this is the furthest thing from a one-ended conversation. We want this to be open-ended and communicative, and that is why we created ABCs and Mattresses to chat about everything. So, we're really okay. grateful for all your support.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, if you have a second, if you're sitting here listening to this on your phone, go on over to Apple Podcasts and just hit the you know rate ratings button give us a a rating and if you have time for you know 30 second review it really does help we really appreciate you taking the time to do that um yeah you can follow us over on instagram we're updating doing some stories just sharing little tidbits of our life so thanks so much and we will talk to you guys soon have a great day everyone bye